nigga got it bad cause I'm brown And not the other color so police think They have the authority to kill a minority Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one For a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on And thrown in jail we can go toe to toe in the middle of a cell Fucking with me cause I'm a teenager With a little bit of gold and a pager Searching my car looking for the product Thinking every nigga is selling narcotics Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just a, you know, slow news week. Uh, not much yeah. going on. Yeah, uh, no, but... No, I- no. This is the craziest <laughs> fucking... If you thought 2020 was balls to the wall, yet nothing. You got nothing yet. Um, this was the craziest last maybe five days of my life. <laughs> um, Saturday night, uh, you know, like, thir- well, let's start with Thursday. Thursday, uh, we almost burned down a police station. When I say we, I mean the people riding in Minneapolis uh, overwhelmed the police to the point where they abandoned their third precinct, you know, and, and, and even over. if that was all we had to talk about, that would still be like the craziest fucking thing because like, I, I I look this up, but it's like it's never happened before. Protesters have never overtaken uh, a police precinct before, not in modern history, anyway. You know, and hmm. I was watching it live. I didn't hear about this later. I was watching unicorn riots live stream as they went inside the precinct and started trying to light it on fire. Now, of course, it has a fire suppression system, sprinklers, right? But the alarm's going off and people are ransacking the place and like, you know, grabbing souvenirs and, uh, you know, just, it, it, I'm like, oh my Coming God. Coming out in got... riot gear, like police riot gear yeah. is fucking so yeah. awesome. And and I'm just like, holy shit, this is, this is what it looks like. This is what the revolution looks like. And I'm getting on Twitter I'm, and I'm like, holy shit, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you gotta see this, gotta see this, gotta see this. And, and that feels like it was years ago by yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> because now that... every fucking city has broken out Saturday night in Chicago. I'm going to go into a lot of detail about everything that I witnessed, but Saturday night was fucking insane. The most insane four hours of my life, probably. Um, Cause I've been to many, many protests where, you know, shit got rowdy or, you know, cops got wild and beat people up with clubs or, you know, and they're clubs. They're not batons. They're clubs. A baton is what you, you know, a, a cheerleader twirls around. Police beat you with clubs, right? Concussion yeah. grenades. And, like, you'd see a couple, you know, trash cans get knocked over. Uh, a couple windows get broken. Okay? But I've never been to, like, a real fucking riot. This mm-hmm. was a real fucking riot in Chicago on Saturday night where at least a dozen cop cars were lit on fire. Every single window in the loop, which is about a eight by 10 block uh, area of the, like the, the real, real downtown, every single window got broken. Every single CVS, Walgreens, every bank, every single one got looted. Every single one. Um, I mean, they were half looted when I got there at like five o'clock and I witnessed the, the other half all get looted, uh, you know, firsthand, like standing right there watching it just like, you, you know, you know, when you, when you break a window, okay, it has like a pop, you know, just like yeah. a pop. You know, that that sound. But, you know, like a big downtown display window could be about 10 by 10 feet. So it's a huge window. And the force it takes to break a window like that or like a bank window, it takes a lot of force. So the sound 
And then just the fact that like you're downtown and all the, it's all skyscrapers. So everything echoes, you know, five times louder. So the sound of it just was, uh, I'll, I'll go into more detail, but suffice to say, uh, I've never seen anything like that before up close. Yeah. And the whole time police are, are chasing everybody. Right. And then stopping and then just disappearing. It's like, where do they go? What do they do? You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like riding around on my bike trying to figure out, like, are they right around the corner about to are they staging right around the corner? Are they going to, you know, kettle everybody like I'm trying to keep an eye out. Right. Because I'm 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 not looting. Trying not to you get know, arrested. I'm, right. Because I've, I've you know, I've been kettled before and arrested. It sucks. <clears throat> and I see all this happening. I'm like, these these people doing all looting uh you know they're they they've got tunnel vision like they're they're focused on breaking that window and grabbing some shit and who knows when uh, you know all these thousands of cops and there were thousands of cops downtown most of them were just you know like hanging out talking to each other letting all this shit happen <laughs> um but yeah i mean no, no one ever they just let it happen they just let it go they were just like we're not gonna we're not gonna do shit right um but still, I was I was trying to you know do my part and kind of do lookout as I was out, uh, you know, observing, taking photos, uh, being very careful to you know try to not film people actually in the act of looting. <clears throat> yeah, and if I put anything online, to try to not put any you know show anyone's faces whenever possible, or just you know, I mean, which was very easy because, like I said last week, we we've got this is the perfect time to riot because everyone is required to wear a fucking mask. <laughs> And, you know, honestly, this, the, the, the way that this happened <clears throat> on the heels of, you know, three weeks of, or three months of quarantine, it, it's, you know, it's, so, I mean, it's not just because of, you know, the, this, this one uh, murder of George Floyd or, or even, you know, 400 years of white supremacy that the looting the rioting that's happening right now is happening. You know, people wonder like, well, why, why this time? Why is this the kickoff? You know, it, it's also the COVID, you know, the unemployment crisis where we've got 40 million people now unemployed uh, and it's landlords, you know, people that have, you know, to choose between buying groceries and paying rent don't necessarily uh, have the choice not to loot right now. Right. Like they see yeah. an opportunity and it's, and then they're like, oh, but they're, they're stealing Nikes and TVs. It's like, yeah, but they can sell them for food. There was a helicopter shot I saw of people that were raiding a store and everything. They, were, they had shopping carts full of food, toilet paper and box fans. <laughs> you could see it from this, this helicopter shot. Right. And it's like, well, it's fucking it's 95 degrees in, in Chicago right now. Well, yesterday it was. Today it's like 78 climate crisis like I, you might need a box fan to survive like these people are not doing this for fun you know like you, yeah. you don't risk getting beat up and arrested by and shot by police for fun people are doing this out of rage and necessity yeah so i mean that's and you know obviously this this whole episode we're going to be talking about uh the riots and the and the protests and uh, you know, maybe the craziest, uh, certainly the craziest time in America in our, in my lifetime, you know, in terms of actual protests and direct action and, um, you know, uh, people saying like, oh, we haven't seen protests like this since the sixties. Uh, you know, I, we, we were talking offline about this, about how, uh, during, you know, after Martin Luther King's assassination, there were, um, 
riots and i think what was it like 118 cities or it some crazy <clears throat> you know yeah. just all over the fucking place so um and it's amazing to see and it, it's just it, it's really important that we don't let this moment slip away and turn into kind of like a blip on the radar in terms of demanding actual you know racial change economic change societal change there's so many things right now that are fucked up and it's and it's really like you said it's not just the it's not just protesting police brutality or policing white supremacy or you know you know protesting for black lives matter it's of course that but it's just everything coming together at once the fact that people don't have fucking you know haven't had money and have even less money to just survive right now because of the coronavirus situation, which, you know, compounds and exposes the 200 plus years of, you know, just crushing fucking um, economic strife created by capitalism that has just, you know, ravaged our, our, our country. And when you, you know, look at what people are protesting, it's, you know, you and you see the graf- the graffiti also is like another really good indication of what's actually going on because it's it's Black Lives Matter and it's fuck the police, which you know, hundred percent supportive here. But like you also fuck see, twelve, yeah, fuck twelve, a cab, you know, all all these like slogans and you know uh, acronyms. But um, you also see, you know, fuck capitalism. You see like all kinds of. Uh, verbiage in regards to just larger societal ills that all feed into things like police brutality and feed into things that, you know, people are out there protesting. So this, you know, I, I feel like we're living in a different fucking world when I watch, you know, like CNN's coverage of the protests, for example, because it's, it's good. Cause you have actual like good quality cameras down at like these protests in Manhattan. So it's, it's really like like great to watch it for that reason, but the way that they present it and the way oh, that they hilarious. frame it is fucking so obvious. It's so ridiculously bad, and it's like like so. I watched. I was watching CNN yesterday because they were down in Manhattan at the at you know some of the protests going on there, and the fucking this dickhead um, was was there reporting, and he was on live for like almost an hour. Um, didn't interview a single person, which is, I mean, job number one as a reporter, if you're at a large gathering of people, is to, like, maybe stick a microphone in front of a few of their faces to see, like, their perspective of why, you know, they're there. He's just repeating, you know, oh, oh well, you know, it, it's peaceful, but then these outside agitators came in and, you know, the cops, they're just trying to keep the peace. It's, it's just the shit that's just ingrained in liberals' fucking brains about about the proper way to protest, which is something I think we're going to talk a lot about today, makes me fucking well, nuts. It, it's it's it, it, and it's you know when you when you watch Unicorn Riot and you watch somebody who's who's in the middle of it all, who's just walking up to people like, hey, you want to talk? You want to talk? Like, what, what do you want to say? What, what do you think about what's going on? What's happening? And it's nothing but regular working class people, people that are desperate, people that are fucking fed up. Right, and it's it's that for hour after hour after hour, no no production, no producer, just like four or five hours, eight hours sometimes straight, of just you know man woman on the street interviewing and just describing contextualizing what's happening, 
And then it just cuts to CNN. It's like, well, we uh, here here's the press release from the authorities and from the police chief, and you know, and and, and here's our helicopter shot, and Lord knows what must be going on down there. If only there was a way we could find out what was happening. If only there was somebody we could ask to maybe get some further background information just, on what's going and on. It's hilarious because, and then it's like the CNN people are like the ones that get arrested too. And it's hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> so many. There have been dozens and dozens of on-camera arrests and beatings of media people and they still fucking lick the boot it's unbelievable to me like the, the, they're just so oh, they rationalize so it. fucking they're they so programmed like, it's unbelievable they rationalize why how you know they must have done something wrong as a journalist to have you know been shot or arrested like oh next time i'll stand back further officer yes sir you know <laughs> and and they're afraid of the protesters too they're afraid of the riot itself they're the rabble they're the right? rabble to them you know but if you if you watch fucking unicorn riot this guy nico has been up there in minneapolis and this other uh young woman uh jen i don't, I don't know their last names but they've worked as a as a team like literally everywhere they go Everyone who's writing is like, oh, we love you guys. You guys are so great. Thanks for – like, they, yeah. they're the safest person there, right? Like, And there's no violence going on. I watch – everyone's like, everyone keeps fucking saying this shit. They're like, oh, the protest turned violent. No, it didn't. The protest turned to vandalism. Vandalism is not violence. You can't commit an act of violence against an inanimate object. I'm sorry. That's not a real thing. No, vandalism's a political statement. It's not an act of violence. It's you know, it's preposterous to to for them to paint it that way. And time after time, what we're seeing and what we have video evidence of, and this is you know, before we went on air, I was saying I this is a time more than ever that I wish we had like a video component because so much of this is 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 hard to describe. You really got to just go and seek these videos out, but. Time after time, the violence at these at these events is started by the fucking cops, these fucking thug cops who just want to wear a fucking badge so that they're legally able to fucking beat and maim and in case in certain cases, fucking kill people, you know, with impunity. That's what they're fucking. That's what they want to do. So real quick, the the. um, The only actual violence that I ever saw uh, perpetrate or perpetrate what the fuck perpetrate perpetrated by anyone in the crowd was people throwing half filled plastic water bottles at the police which if you're throwing a plastic bottle you know it can't shatter right it's half full right all the Chicago police have helmets on with a face guard right like literally it's an annoyance. And when they're all in a line, they're all watching for anything. So even if someone's not looking, they'll all shout at each other like, hey, watch out. Like, here, you know, yeah. and there'd be one every couple minutes, you know, if, if they started to like beat up on somebody, like a couple would fly at them. So like literally nothing that could actually harm them in any way. And if they ever got too many bottles kept flying at them, plastic bottles, they would just all like rush the crowd and everyone would run, you know, and then they'd stop after about, you know. 50 yards or so, right? And it was that all night. It was kind of like that sort of a bit of a cat and mouse. And then eventually they would just, they just dispersed and they just left, right? So, yeah, just to see, like, there's there that video. Do you see the, the uh, fucking cops on a bicycle trying to bike uphill and he's, like, not in the right gear so he's not getting any traction? And there's <laughs> a kid in his way and he, like, yells at the kid to move and the kid's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then the cop just, like, fucking puts him in a headlock and starts beating him up. It's like, what the fuck? He got out of your way. What is the problem? There are so many videos from the last four days 
of cops beating. There was that that girl who was like approaching. You know, the, the cops they walk in these fucking like Gestapo lines where they you know they're they're like shoulder to shoulder basically, and just anyone that gets in their way they just fucking shove or brutalize out of the way. And um, there's this one girl that like what was like you know not even really approaching she was approaching this cop i guess to talk to him uh you know of course unarmed fucking 90 pounds soaking wet and this this big fucking mook cop you know roided out cop just shoves her so violently that she fucking flies backwards whacks her head on the curb she, she actually had like a seizure feet she had she a seizure like she had to go to the hospital she could have fucking, fucking died yeah um, I mean, just just blatant fucking assault. Like this cop just went out of his way to assault this this small fucking girl. Um, you know, it just and there's just video after video. There's another one where the where this this woman was down on her knees, you know, with her hands up, like most people have been during all of these protests, because that's you know the the kind of the kind of po- pose of the protest, so you know, more or less. Um, and this cop just runs right up to her and fucking kicks her like full blast in the face, like. You know, there there was the, the guy that was totally unarmed walking up to a group of cops. He wasn't even walking. He was just kind of standing in front of cops, and they fucking blasted him with a tear gas canister in the side of his head. And I don't know what the fuck this guy was on, but he, like, sh- I've never seen anyone, like, just shrug off a tear gas canister, but this dude was, like, fucking, he barely sold it. Like, he just kind of turned his head and, like, turned his head back. Oh, there, um, was a, there was a great clip, too. There was a slow motion clip of this, um incoming uh tear gas canister and this guy just fucking like roundhouse kicks it in the air i saw that that's so good (laughs) and somebody commented it was like put your laces through it son (laughs) (laughs) which i guess is a football thing but either football or soccer because he almost kind of did a soccer style like jumping you know kind of bicycle kick um but you know what i mean and again this is time and time again everyone's showing up to these protests and you know, this whole idea of, oh, they turn violent. Like, nobody's going there to start violence. People are going there to protest the uh, state violence of the fucking police. And the police, you know, <laughs> further reinforce their protesting by beating the shit out of them in, in every situation. I mean. The, oh, the- except for when they take a knee for a photo op. I mean. Oh, yeah. No, no. Them. That, that, yeah. that you know, which, which is all the fucking liberals will share out on social media and show on the news. And literally, there's video after video of cops doing that, and then like, there, there's a video like 20 minutes later of them gassing and rubber bulleting the fucking same crowd that they just took or, a knee with. Let's see those fucking cops do that during the national anthem, which is where it is, <laughs> yeah, is right. supposed to be done. Because you're supposed to be kneeling uh, in protest against the national anthem, which is fucking racist, which if you listen to the, the, the second part calls for executing slaves because yeah. um, Francis Key Scott hated the fact that there was there was uh, freed slaves that went and fought alongside the British. He couldn't stand that fact. Um, it, yeah, and it's supposed, yeah, you're supposed to be protesting the U.S. flag and the national anthem. And these guys are just doing it like, oh, Bill Maher, I'll just bend a knee, you know, on my show, and that's it's good enough. It's liberal and gets a performatism. It's bullshit, yeah. and So much performative bullshit. And it's and then, like the... You know, yeah. yeah. Then the other thing, the other fucking performative bullshit thing is seeing white people go to a protest and put their hands up in the air, uh, chanting "I can't breathe." We decided collectively back in 2014 that was fucking problematic and cringy, and we weren't going to do that anymore. So why the fuck are people doing that again six years later? 
Yeah, I mean, but this this is what you see during the day protests, and this is this is another thing I want to you know make the distinction of between the kind of liberal like pink pussy hat brigade daytime protests, um, where you know you see people basically being fucking cops. Like there was that one video of the guy who was you know do, doing vandalism, and, and then a bunch of people grabbed him and were like trying to get the cops over to him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, really? You're 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 assisting the cops in 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 fucking policing the people who are protesting them like it, this is the kind yeah. of shit it's the same people that are like i hope you bring this energy to november when you go out and vote for joe biden the author of the fucking crime bill that put a bunch of people in fucking in black people I, in prison and militarized the cops to begin with seriously i don't know what the fuck the people are thinking I, honestly whites who look at rioting and their response is, well, you better make sure to vote uh, vote out Trump in November. They're, they're basically saying all lives matter when they say shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. I mean, there was this guy on Twitter today or on Twitter yesterday um, who posted under a video from uh, I think it was from D.C. Because, um, you know, so the other thing is like all these these cities have implemented these arbitrary curfews so that they can make mass gatherings illegal, you know, um, so that they can then go in and crack people's skulls. Cause they'll say, Oh, well you're, you know, you're illegally out in violation of the curfew. Um, so this one, uh, one reporter who was there, you know, videoing the crowd, the crowd says, uh, five minutes till curfew crowd is gathering. If anything, a uh, crescendo of clapping, you know, meaning that the crowd's actually growing. And this one fucking liberal comments underneath, why are they doing this? I was at a protest today for hours and it was powerful. We were heard. Why can people, why cannot people realize <laughs> that curfew? Yeah, I'm sure you were really fucking heard by those cops. Why can't people realize that these, uh, that curfews were imposed by Democrat mayors to protect people of all races, of all races, not to tamp down on legitimate protesting and obey the curfews. To protect people, Jesus Christ. And yeah, exactly. That, that liberal mindset that somehow the riot is inherently violent and people's lives are in danger, they have never been to it. They don't know what they're talking about. They they are there to, a, you know, quote unquote, peaceful protest. And even that is like almost bridge too far for them because they're terribly afraid of black people. They are fucking racist themselves. They right. think this is all Trump. They think that they're protesting Trump. I pro, pro, like as if this somehow exactly. cropped up in 2016. This this wave of police violence. Like I was out there, like I said, for like four hours, and I'm shoulder to shoulder with people that are smashing windows and lighting cop cars on fire. And never once did I feel that my own personal safety was at risk from anything other than the police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and how anyone can. <clears throat> think otherwise after looking at social media and seeing the way that the cops have acted is, you know, beyond me. There was um, video after video. There was another video. I think it was in Minneapolis. I could be wrong. But again, there's been protests in every major city in America, which is fucking awesome to see. And I think Tuesday, uh, yesterday, there were protests in all 50 states, which is incredible. Um, but there was a protest where the cops basically kind of kettled these people into this uh, alleyway between two parking garages. And then they cut them off at the other side of the parking garage, you know, so they're basically trapped in between two rows of cops in between two parking garages. So in like a corridor, and then they just started rub rubber bulleting and tear gassing them 
even though they were all walking around with their fucking hands up. Like, it's just, these cops fucking are sociopaths. That's why they become cops. And all they want to do is inflict violence on people. That's why they fucking, you know, sign up for this job. And this is like their fucking feel. This is like their fucking Christmas. It's it's unbelievable. You see, you know, uh, a ton of videos also of cops like setting situations up for people to commit violence so that they can then further escalate the situation. Like people have videos sure. of cops like carrying in like pallets of bricks like yo yeah i'm sure these 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 antifa protesters just brought in a pallet of uh neatly stacked bricks you know from a construction site to the middle of a street right like no the cops are bringing this shit in there's videos of cops smashing windows when they think nobody's looking like it's just they're trying to do you see that video of the cops looting nike shoes that was really funny, yeah. <laughs> they was just like went into a store and were like, well, <laughs> might as well. We're fucking not getting paid enough either. Yeah. There's another one but- where they were they were using like a, a like a like a um jaws of life saw to cut through like this metal gate at a jewelry shop. Like, oh, now the cops are just fucking jewel like jewelry jewel heists. Yeah. Like, okay, anything um, goes. It's a riot. I have at it, I guess. But they're trying to take advantage of what they're trying to do is, of course, take advantage of this chaos to then justify their escalation of force. Um, and then and 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 on top of that, you know, justify uh, an increase in police budget so they can say, well, obviously we need like a Sherman tank to, to deal with these protesters because the equipment we have isn't enough. Look at what they're doing to this city. You know, <laughs> never mind the fact that they're the ones fucking doing it and they're the ones escalating the situation, showing up in fucking, you know looking like they're they're you know preparing for battle in Fallujah when they come to you know uh, like nonviolent protests like it's just fucking unreal well and the thing is people think that the riots that are happening right now are like riots in the 60s where say in like Detroit there were people who were rioting that would you know get up on top of a building with a sniper rifle and would just start shooting at people, right? And it, that was white people and black people that were doing that, right? It was it was like street combat, right? And that was like citizens doing it to each other. Like, that was a real race, right? Yeah. And the difference here is that you've got people, white, uh, brown, black, uh, all coming together protesting the same thing. Right. So they're all we're everyone's on the same side here. So it's not citizens committing violence against other citizens. But when you talk to boomers and you talk about a riot, they think, oh, that's just chaos and people just beating each other up for no reason. It's like, no, it's not. That is not what's going on in the streets right now. It's it's people are opposed to violence. This is a riot in opposition to violence. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a couple different, you know, moments I want to highlight. Um the CNN center the other night uh, was, was, Oh, I love this. was yeah. being assaulted, quote unquote, which was the funniest shit in the world because CNN for like the first half hour, like wouldn't even cover it for whatever reason. I don't know if they were like hoping that they would go away if they didn't get coverage, but eventually it became so insane that they had to like send cameras down to their lobby to, to cover the, the situation. So people were, you know, Smashing windows, and, and, and graffitiing people. Yeah. People were like, "Why are they protesting CNN?" I don't understand. They, they're the good the guys. <laughs> like, have you ever fucking watched CNN and seen how mm-hmm. fucking shitty and racist their coverage is, and just how 
boot looking and just oh here's here's the like oh and then you have like conservatives that think that like CNN is somehow left wing media and it's like yeah. no you have you, your compass is so fucking skewed if you think that um and and yeah why aren't they doing was, this to Fox News I don't understand that was like every liberal God. on Twitter oh was saying God. stupid dumb shit like that I'm like you know fuck off and everyone I know who I'm close and I'm sure everyone you know saw that the image of everyone protesting CNN and climbing up on their sign and graffitiing that and smashing windows. And it was like, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Finally, finally we're doing it. Yep. There was no question whatsoever about why that was happening. <laughs> never entered to my head. Like, why are they doing this? What is their problem with CNN? Like that never even occurred to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and, and it's just, it, somebody had a great meme. It was like uh Wolf Blitzer, um, you know, doing like a town hall with Bernie Sanders and it said fucked around. And then it showed the protest photo and it said, now you find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, I actually, we have audio from a video. And again, this is everything that we're talking about. You really got to seek these videos out on Twitter or online. You know, Twitter is really the only place you're going to find them because no news stations run coverage of these things. They just run coverage of people you know, generally rioting and or looting without actually showing the inciting incidents, which are, you know, the right. police escalation. But, but this or if you're lucky, be... they'll be showing something live and then it'll happen and they'll quickly yeah. try to like yeah, pretend yeah. it didn't happen, you know, just like, oh, carry oh, on. Man. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. Uh, but this is this is this is one of those moments that, you know, they'll never talk about, but they all will remember personally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually from CNN's coverage and this is a shot. From the lobby, from like behind the row of police staring out at the protesters outside of the building, uh, and they've already smashed in windows, so there's really nothing between the the cops and the protesters. There's like a big open window. Um, and I'll just play the audio and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. This is amazing. Uh, you have some people are laughing, some people are videotaping. I just threw something on fire, Chris, a firecracker. Yep. Something's on fire. Shit. Nick, you all right? You okay? You okay? You okay, guys? You all right? Is everyone okay? You all right, William? Okay, we're okay. Our crew's okay. They just threw a firecracker in on us. <laughs> the guy is just what? bugging out. It's a firecracker. A firecracker. That was not a firecracker. A firecracker is something you light and it goes pop. Yeah, right. No, it, it, was was... Like, it was like a mortar. It was like a fucking... No, it was fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, Fireworks, yeah, yeah. the things that you shoot up in the air and explode and create a, a, a sparkly explosion hundreds of feet wide and threw it right at the feet of the police. And the police are all like stunned and they're stumbling around. <laughs> and, in you know, it, it's basically the same as the thing as the police throw at us, concussion grenades, which if they, you know, the difference between a firework is that it can't actually hurt you. I mean, it might be loud and... and shock the shit out of you concussion grenade can actually kill you if it blows up while it's actually touching you. there's no shrapnel but if yeah. it explodes while it's touching you it can rip your flesh apart but i love that the guy is just like are you, are you guys okay are you guys okay are you guys okay are you guys okay he like says it so you many got him times to say it's, shit on air too which it, is hilarious it, he was like oh shit like oh yeah but he says it so many times it sounds it seems like a, like a like a snl sketch where they like did the joke too many times they thought it would be funny and it's just uh -huh. not but it's like they just fucking keep doing it and it's like no one's paying attention to what you're saying anyway 
Like they literally probably can't even hear you because their ears are ringing because a bomb just went off at their fucking head. I mean, he was, and, and this guy, the, they were on top of like the escalator. They weren't even on the same level. This guy must have been conservatively 50 to 100 feet away from this oh, non lethal yeah, firework yeah. that went up. And he's like l- losing his mind like there was a fucking IED exploded, right? You know, like 10 feet away from him. I'm like, fucking relax. This is worse dude. than like, a rock. <laughs> He was mildly startled by the by the by the loud bang, which you know right. I, I get. But, but and they're gonna it, they're gonna figure out who that kid was that threw it, you know, because it's on camera. They'll figure out who that kid is, and they'll give him twenty years for uh for probably they'll charge him with terrorism for that. Oh he sure, threw a firework yeah. and a cop. So God forbid. Yeah. Meanwhile, video after video of cops shooting concussion grenades, rubber bullets, which is of course a misnomer because they're not fucking rubber; they're metal bullets with a rubber. Uh, you know, shell, and they could literally fucking kill you. They could, if you, they shoot it close enough, they could, you know, fracture your skull. Like there's, they're they're very fucking deadly if if used the right way or the, you know the wrong way. And people and the cops are just firing at people at point blank range, firing at people's fucking heads. Rubber bullets, you know, the the whole intent of them is they're rubber so that they bounce. Like the whole idea of rubber bullets is that you're supposed to fire them at the ground so that they bounce up and you know the force is dulled and they you know ricochet into a crowd and then they disperse people by you know bruising them rather than the way the cops use them because they're fucking maniacs by pointing them directly at people at like short you know point blank ranges and firing them they're supposed to be fired from like 50 to 100 feet away at the ground and then ricocheted into crowds like they're you know but these people are fucking maniacs. Like these are people who, you know, sign up for the army to go fucking murder people in the Middle East with impunity, and then they get out of the army and they're like, "What am I going to do?" Well, I guess I'll sign up for a badge so I can murder people with impunity in Detroit and in Chicago and in you know Minneapolis. And it's fuck, man. Like I don't. It's just. Well, I'll, I'll say this: there's definitely police that uh, you know don't sign up to do that, but they're not the ones that uh, volunteer for going to do riot detail. The ones that yeah. want to fight with the crowds those those are the guys who got an axe to grind and really want to fucking crack heads. Um, but you know, again, it's not about the individual; it's about the institution, as we've talked about uh, many times. It's you know the reason there's no good cops is that even the ones that won't murder will protect the ones who will murder. Right. So that's that's really the underlying thing. That's, you know, why we've had uh, hundreds of years of police brutality, because, you know, originally the police in this country were created to go uh, round up freed slaves and uh, beat them up and kill them and bring them back as as property. So, um, yeah, it's literal police departments in this country. So why they ended up the way they did. So maybe I just I want to jump into um, kind of just all my own experiences. I had uh, Saturday night and kind of subsequent nights here just to to Mm. get through it all. Um, Gosh, it was, you know, I I knew there was there was a protest that was going on like middle of the afternoon. Right. But I knew it was going to be like, you know, hold hands and do chants and hold fucking signs and peaceful protest. And, you know, it's it's like, great. I've done that. 20 years right i've seen that over and over and you know the thing about peaceful protest is politicians love it because they can ignore it everyone goes home nothing changes oh you know oh we were heard like yeah they didn't fucking listen though 
Like you, you can hear Jimi Hendrix, man, but did you really listen to Jimi Hendrix? Like, like that <laughs> I was just watching White Man Can't Trump the other day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll monitor this thing, and you know, I figured like once it gets dark out, it'll get rowdy, and I'll go downtown. And I kept watching, and uh, it looked like by about like four thirty, uh, there was a bunch of kids that had taken one of the bridges. I don't know if you, you, I mean, you know, you've seen like the Christopher Nolan Batman films that were filmed in Chicago and they, they prominently feature the, the 20 Bascule bridges, uh, that divide downtown from the rest of the city. Yeah. And if you flip even those raise them bri- up in the dark night, right, right. You flip those bridges up and it's like, you've raised the, the drawbridge over the moat and you've protected mm-hmm. the castle, you know, the ivory towers of the rich people of downtown <clears throat> Chicago. So literally they've, they've been up for the last four days and it's surreal because there's not many boats that come through there that you need to raise them for. And even if you did, it'd be like one or two at a time. To have all of them up for days straight, and every single one of them has bells on it that's ringing. So it's just, it's like these alarm bells going off nonstop. So they had, uh, apparently these students had, or, uh, you know, kids, protesters had taken one of the bridges. So because of that, they didn't, they, once the police got them off the bridge, they raised the bridge and then they raised all of them to keep more people from coming downtown. And it's been that way, like I said, for like five days now, which is just crazy except for one. Like, I, so I've snuck downtown uh, on my bike the last few days and broken curfew. And it's been like, kind of like a fun game to figure out like, Ooh, how am I going to sneak past this uh, national guard checkpoint and get downtown and like, get, you know, I'll, I'll get more into that in a bit. But so by, by about four 30, I'm like, okay, this, 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 you know, peaceful protest is done and people now are doing, they're like taking and holding the street. So that's, that's sort of the cue that like, okay, it's shifting into, uh, you know, professional time here now. I'm like, all right, I got to get downtown. I get, you know, half an hour to get down there and I get there and the police have, they're holding a line, have, they're holding a line in front of this, this event, people from retaking the bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. And Immediately, I like I can see you know bottles incoming. You know people are chucking bottles, and there's just regular you know blue helmeted cops, and then there's like this line of uh, cops in like camouflage tactical gear, right? And they've all got um, non lethal type rifles. Like some of them look like air guns. You know, like they shoot these little uh, pellets that have pepper spray in them. You know, so it's like if you get mm-hmm. hit, it's like getting shot with like a paintball. Right. But it's got tear or, you know, pepper spray in it. So it like, you know, fucks you up. And every couple minutes they would like start rushing the crowd for a few feet and everyone would start running and then they would stop. So there wasn't, they were trying to hold their space, but if people got too belligerent, then they would come after him. Right. And so I lock up, I lock up my bike and I start kind of filming and, you know, I've got like my, uh, um, Water bottle, it's like half vodka and half white claw. I've got that with me, you know, and making sure I'm, I'm uh, also hydrated. I got a regular bottle of water too. And I'm just kind of, you know, starting to take pictures and everything. And all of a sudden I hear this, this really loud pop and like another pop and a crash. And then people just start cheering. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And, you know, I got there just in time because the, all the noise and the cheering I realized was, People were just destroying this cop car or like a cop SUV, right? <laughs> and it was it was just down the block, you know, a little ways. And there, like the wind, it was already graffitied. It would, like windows were smashed out, and realized, oh, it's on fire, 
it's on fire. People had fucking started it on fire. Um, but you know, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy to make a car totally burn. So there's, there's, um, this was in the news that uh, apparently somebody had stuffed a, a rag down the gas tank, lit it on fire, wearing a Joker mask. But he had like a neck tattoo that was extremely visible and identifiable. And he lit it and then just sat down and like rolled a cigarette. And so he got <laughs> photographed a bunch. But there were, there was at least five other people that were like squirting some kind of accelerant on that fire. So it wasn't, it was like, it was a lot of people you know, who were doing this and who, you know, people said, Oh, it was organized. They all work together. Like, I doubt it. I doubt they all work together. They were probably all just there and came with the same plan. And you see an opportunity to burn a car and you take it. Right. So the things lit up within seconds. It's just the whole thing is engulfed in seconds. Must've been lighter fluid, like to light up that quickly. Like it was, no, it's, 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 it's something way more flammable than lighter fluid. Trust me. Um, if anything, it's just straight up gasoline. Uh, that people carry around in a bottle and squirt on shit they want to burn. But, uh, you know, once it's really going, you know, then you've got the fuel tank and the fuel line and, you know, whatever's in the pistons and everything. And, you know, and then you've got a lot of plastic and uh, fabric and maybe even leather in there that can burn. And, you know, a car on fire doesn't usually explode, right? And and that's, it's like one out of every 200 cars that catch on fire will actually blow up. It's just, they're designed to not blow up, right? And, uh, but even still, people are like, get, get back, get back, get back. And, you know, I noticed about this point that, like, on the other end of the block, there's, like, another 300 cops just standing there, not doing anything. So they're letting this happen. Like, they could rush that crowd disperse everybody be you know they could just kettle everyone and arrest every single person on that block if they wanted to but they're not they're just they're letting this happen for the most part and you know keep, keep in mind too every window uh on this block is already smashed um there was like a bank there and people had gone into the bank and of course they can't get in the vault but like they've they've ransacked the bank and somebody had, had taken out like you know in the bank they have like the you know little candies or whatever for kids if they come in and somebody had taken the jar of like lollipops and and delicately like placed it on an overturned <laughs> newspaper bin. So it's like here you go, everyone can like share yeah. the spoils of the of the looting of this of these suckers. Yeah, very considerate and, and of them. Very very considerate. And people were like handing them out. You know, very 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 considerate. Um, so anyway, you know this this I'm I'm pretty close to this fire. This cop car it's on fire now, and. Uh, then it, it like it did explode, like not a big fireball, but just you hear this explosion inside the car somewhere, like somewhere in the fuel line, um, you know, the, the gas expanded and then it ignited and then blew up. Right. So you have a, a, like a bunch of explosions inside the fire um, and it sounds like a bomb going off every single time it, it would happen, you know, and it was then multiple. Keeping... Oh, yeah. It was at least t- 10 really loud booms that went off actually I almost wonder if that that's fire. the rat like the shotgun rounds from like the the police issue the, i don't know? they wouldn't they wouldn't leave that in the vehicle if they left it unattended they would take that with them um and but yeah and just the fact that they're like leaving their vehicles behind like why are they you know why would they even leave a, a police vehicle parked on the street in the middle of a protest like that like they know they know people are gonna fuck those those cars up and this wasn't even the first one. I looked down the street, and there was still smoke coming up from the last one they had burned before I got here. And then it, it, through the rest of the night, there was at least 
uh, four or five different cars that I personally saw that were uh, had been burned or in the process of being put out by the fire department. So, you know, after about 20 minutes of this thing burning, the fire department shows up and, you know, immediately people just got out of the way, you know, like this notion that we want to burn everything is, is ridiculous. Like it wasn't like the, you know, above this burning car, there was a tree, you know, and I thought the whole tree was going to go up, but it didn't. It was like barely singed afterwards. Right. And everyone got out of the way, the fire department, um, they had about like 15 police that kind of moved in to quote unquote protect the firefighters, but they weren't in any danger. Like no one's going to throw shit at firefighters. No, yeah. You know, we we got to we got to burn the thing we wanted to burn, and it burned long enough that it's destroyed. And now you can put it out. You know, there's there's there is an etiquette to ri- this riot. You know, there's a consideration. Everyone uh, is wearing a mask, and everyone's still trying to maintain social distancing. I have a video where I'm filming this and, and, you know, everyone's watching this fire, but still trying to be cognizant of where they are and everyone's moving. And this, this um, young black woman bumped into me and immediately said, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You know? And it's it just like the, the level of care and consideration. It's like to, to feel like they were all there to like, you know, shut shit down and fuck shit up, but also like to care for each other has been not just something I've experienced myself, but something I've seen on, on all these live streams, you know, on Ukraine, right, where everybody is is watching out for each other, you know, because they know it's, you know, if, if you're breaking things and there's glass everywhere and things are on fire, like, it is somewhat dangerous. Yes, not intentionally to anyone, but everyone is is, is concerned and watching out for each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said before, I was, I was trying to kind of make sure that as people are doing all this that, you know, we weren't going to get snuck up on by the police, you know, because it's very easy to get that tunnel vision, not realize like, oh, here they come, and then it's They're coming too late out this and block, and, right? Yeah. Exactly, especially when they can coordinate, you know, the entire downtown, and you know, they know where they're stationed, they know where they're staging, mm-hmm. and they have helicopters, uh, they have drones, helicopters, have they have cameras on every single block, they know everything yeah. that's going on everywhere, right? And and the crowd only can really just see what's directly in front of them, you know, yeah. and that's it, and it's not coordinated at all. It is very much, you know, uh, unorganized. So all these, I see all these reports where they're like, "Oh, this was Antifa organized all this." It's like, no, there is no <laughs> such fucking thing. There is, you know, th- this whole Trump wants to uh, designate Antifa as a terrorist organization. There is no organization. That's the whole fucking thing. There might be, uh, you know, a couple clicks or groups that would identify as yeah, being like Portland Antifa or something, but that doesn't uh, but mean it's anything. Just, it's, it's like, it's, it's not a thing. That's the fucking thing. It's not a thing. So, no, it means I you're, mean, yeah. you know, anti-fascist, which is just hilarious that we're just totally masked off and the president is codifying the fact that we are an explicitly fascist nation because we're making being anti-fascist uh, a crime punishable by, you know, the full extent of the law. And of course we know because of the Patriot Act, that if they designate you a terrorist, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They could detain you and detain you indefinitely without a trial, without a warrant, without any kind of due process. Um, so essentially what that, that order does, if it actually is signed and if it passes and if it makes it through the courts is it makes it, you know, possible for Trump or any other future administration to just declare any kind of, left-wing activist or protester or, uh, you know, personality as 
Antifa and just detain them indefinitely without a trial, without due process, you know, it's... Well, it's, yeah. it's hilarious to me, it's too. It's, it's It's like, g- good luck finding the organizational structure within Antifa, because there is none. <laughs> you know, the president we, we of always, Antifa will get a sternly worded exactly, letter. From- exactly. We always joke about all of us, all of us being the president of Antifa. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was just the the amount of, of shit getting broken. Um, I have a list here of every place that I've got. It was like literally every... Every Walgreens and every Rite Aid and every CVS downtown, and and we're talking like within the main loop, right? So eight, ten block radius. Every single one was raided. Every single bank, uh, you know, Fifth Third Bank, uh, every single Starbucks, every single Nike store, AT and T, Amazon store, Macy's, um, uh, Briggs and Riley, which is like a bag, like a baggage, you know, like luggage store mm. uh and then a place called bye bye chicago which is just like a tourist junk right <laughs> and a lot of these places like once once the crowds were starting to split up i thought now's when they're going to start kettling people and they didn't and i'm thinking where are, where are all the cops like where are they and i finally found them all they were all like i wouldn't even call it staging because staging is like when they're getting ready to go disperse the crowd right like they all hop onto the side of a truck and the truck stops and they jump out and run after you they were all like thousands of police were all on this one street all their cars were like parked together and they're just standing around talking to each other like just like their own personal conversations and i'm like they're literally smashing the windows and and looting macy's a block away as we speak and and their cops aren't doing shit about it and so like these smaller groups that i thought were going to get rounded up Instead, would just go like go each shop in a row on a block. They'd smash the windows, run in. People would grab whatever they could, and as soon as they had enough that they could carry, they would run out of there and disappear and go home with whatever they got. So, you know, they're probably people are stealing no more than maybe fifty, sixty dollars up to make maybe half a thousand dollars worth of whatever merchandise they could carry. So this is this is all. You know, everything under a thousand dollars is still a petty larceny. It's a misdemeanor, right? So, you know, even even when people would run in, it'd be like two or three at a time. And how much can two or three people carry out of a, a entire store full of stuff? So most of these places, like I, I went down the next day, I snuck into downtown while the bridges were all still up, and there was a uh, a Walgreens that had been just hit again because they had like one window where the um, you could tell it had been already been knocked out and they put up plywood the night before and somebody just smashed out all the rest of the windows and the alarm was going off. But still, <laughs> almost almost everything in the store is still there. So they probably ran in and grabbed like, you know, however many cigarettes they could carry and then ran out and the store is just sitting there unattended, you know, but no one else is running in because it's broad daylight, right? So, you know, as far as how much damage, I, I couldn't even say. But... You know, you see stuff like that on a large enough scale, and if you're a business owner, you shit your pants thinking, oh, God, I'm going to be next. So, like, literally today, as we speak, every single business in this city has their windows boarded up, and it has been for the last four days. Um, every Target, uh, every uh, Whole Foods is closed, has been completely closed. So we went from... You know, quarantine where it was all the retail was closed, but grocery stores still essential services, so they're still open. 
they're all completely closed now. You can't buy groceries. The only place I can get groceries is like the little Mexican market down the street that only has like four things in their tortillas, beans, and uh, produce, right? So it's 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 crazy. I, I biked around last night just photographing how bizarre everything is and just to see all the different things people use to barricade their stores, like everyone's using plywood for one. I went to a Home Depot. They built a barricade out of plants and shopping carts. It looks medieval. It's just, <laughs> they're just like, okay, you saw the picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another guy where they just parked a van, uh, like a small little a storefront bodega type, you know, sized place. Just parked a van completely up against the, the, the door so that you could, there's no way you could get in and just left the van there. You know, block on the sidewalk, but like, you know, no one's going to tell him not to. Is all he's got, right? Um, and just, man, like, if you thought the streets were deserted during the quarantine, this curfew, it's even crazier. Like, Lakefront Drive is like a highway that runs the whole length of the city and cuts the city off from the lakefront, mm. right? And there's like tunnels that go under it, so you can actually get to like the parks that are all along the, the Lake Michigan. They have that totally shut down. And also that runs along there is the Lakefront Trail, which has been closed due to quarantine for the last two months. And they've been guarding it, so you can't even go on it. You can't get down to it. But if I'm thinking, okay, well, there's no way they're going to have people guarding that at night right now during this, right? So I go down there, and I biked along it, and there's, like, no traffic. There's no cars at all. And like literally they're they're right they would be right next to you on that trail. And so instead of hearing like just blaring cacophony of traffic, it's totally silent. You can hear like a few buildings, you know, generators and air conditioning and whatnot, but you get down to the water and it's totally silent and all I can hear is just like the water, Lake Michigan just lapping at the shore. And I'm like, I'm never gonna hear this again. It's never gonna be this quiet ever again. This is amazing. Like, this is the most calm, peaceful, uh, just, you know, post-riot conditions you could ever ask for. Hmm. It's fucking crazy, man. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, honestly, I like, very rarely do you see people, like, looting small businesses. It's almost always the corporate stores that are, you know, super insured. Um, you know, but, again, like, a lot of people go to these things with different, you know, intent. Um the thing that I, I wanted to mention is it's really, I find it really funny, this whole uh, narrative that the media and that the cops and that a lot of government officials are going with about, oh, well, like, you know, one only one in seven of the protesters arrested were, were from the state or were from, you know, this whole idea of outside agitators to me is fucking hilarious when all 50 states in the country and every major city in the country are having mass rallies and mass protests and mass riots. Um, where are these outside agitators coming from? Like are, are the people from the Russian <laughs> well, the, well, that's part, yeah. Russian hackers, obviously. There there's definitely a segment of smooth brain liberals who are who are pushing like the Russian agitator thing. But but even just the ones who are just saying, oh well these are outside agitators. They're not from the city or they're not from the state. It's like you're just this is you know, it's fucking bullshit because people are, why would somebody drive from their state where there, I'm sure is a protest going on to another state where there's a different protest going on to protest there. Um, and this is apparently was a technique that, uh, cops and authorities, et cetera, used in the sixties to discredit 
you know, pri- a protest during the civil rights movement uh, by saying, oh, well, it's it's all outside agitators and it's not, you know, because it discredits the actual pain and the actual, um, you know, motivation behind the protests. And it, 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 it takes the conversation away from what the people are there protesting and it turns it into, right. you know, it's outside groups doing this. It's or this, the, it's that. the other, um, you know, I mean, the other thing is, is, uh, you know, most police don't live in the cities that they police either. They live yeah, in the suburbs. Is, they don't live in the city limit. So again, it's like, now we've gotten rid of that myth um it's actually illegal in some cities for the cops to live in the cities or not like against you know policy they won't hire you right if you live in the precinct well and and then you'll see the 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 other thing that liberals will do is they'll say oh this is a bunch of uh you know white anarchists or white socialists are Mm -hmm. trying to hijack black lives matter and everything and it's like i've seen very little of that you know like there was back in ferguson there was some um some like communist little clique that went there and was trying to fundraise off of it. And people were like, y- stop, stop trying to fundraise for yourself for this. <laughs> if you want to yeah. do anything, fundraise for groups that are, you know, fundraise for people on the ground in Ferguson, don't do it for yourself. But they weren't trying to hijack anything, you know? Um, I mean, surely that, you know, you go there and there's people congregating and you want to hand out leaflets, whatever, do fine. That's not hijacking anything, you know? Um, so there was some some fucking liberal was like, uh, I think uh, you know Antifa should sit this one out, and it's like this, this, the police are fascist. <laughs> like this yeah, is, like it doesn't matter. This is their bread and butter here, chief. Uh, and, and and to assume that uh, you know if you're Antifa, if you are if you are Antifa, that uh, you must be white, that you have to be white is complete is, erasure. Yeah complete erasure of people of color who are involved in radical revolutionary organizations. Um, you know, even though we, you know, Antifa itself is not an organization, all the other groups that make up, you know, like you've got, you've got, you know, like the, you know, all the uh, young black men that were on horseback, you know, I don't know what the, you know, if they had a name of their group, but I'm pretty sure that like, if they're showing up, uh, you know, en masse, they have some, form of of radical revolutionary uh you know thinking there right so i, so I want to, a whole movie about that 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 fucking group of guys oh, from yeah. houston just, for people that haven't seen this video in houston um where i assume everyone is given a horse at birth uh there was a group of like five or six like black dudes like who just rode up uh, oh to it, was, this bo- it was like 15 oh, okay I, I'm so, just, I'm just in the, the one shot. video i saw but yeah the um so yeah, just a large group of, of of black dudes on horseback who just rode up it, it like you know to a protest, and there's this great shot of them just riding up to the top of this hill like you know all their fist raised, and I'm just like this is the coolest fucking single image I think I've ever seen in my life. I'm like what? <laughs> Only in fucking well, Texas could you get this shit. I, like <laughs> not not just in Texas because at at the riots on Saturday there was we had our very young young black man on horseback. Uh, and it was, it was not, it was not just as, as an aside, he showed up and was there the entire night. Uh, he was leading the march when things would get a little crazy and cops would start chasing. He would kind of choose the direction and start riding. Everyone would follow him. (laughs) Um, I have a, if you go to my Facebook or my Facebook, my fucking Twitter account, I have a pinned, uh, tweet 
that's a thread of all the photos and videos I've taken. You click on the top one, it's, it's the still image of when the cop car first starts to burn. You can scroll down and watch the videos of it. But if you go down far enough, there's a video that I shot while I'm riding my bike and the guy's on horseback in front of me and everyone's running. And you can hear the horse. You can hear the horse clippity cloppity on the fucking thing. We're actually going <laughs> the wrong way down a one way past cars that are parked. Drivers probably thinking, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> the guy had fucking horse. And like literally, I, I turned the camera, and you can kind of see we got a little ways away from the rest of the crowd because we didn't know how far the cops were going to chase us. Um, and you know, if like I know that they could keep coming, so I'm like, I'm going to get as far as I can. But like literally, it's it's like the like that that Michael Shannon scene from the the bike messenger uh movie where he's literally chasing the kid on a bike with his cop car and he's like has that moment where he thinks he like says out loud like i'm chasing a kid on a bike <laughs> like he just says it like <laughs> acknowledging the absurdity of it and i was literally i'm, I'm riding and i'm like i gotta get my camera out and film this because no one's ever gonna believe that like i like i'm riding my bike fleeing the police behind <laughs> uh, behind a, a young black man riding a fucking horse in downtown chicago in the middle of chicago <laughs> Like we're literally not just posing for a photo op. We're like on the fucking run together. <laughs> where did he and get this? Do we do we have any backstory? Where the fuck? Yes, it's his he, fucking he, horse. Li- he, he lives in Chicago and he has a horse. He, yes, Chicago is a hundred and like you know like two hundred square miles. It's huge. Yeah, that's true. There's people that have fucking. I mean, South Chicago is bigger than all of Detroit, right? It, it's but are there massive. rural parts of Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, really? Part, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't, and you don't have to, I mean, there, there's places you can keep a horse that aren't your house. They're called stables. Right? Sure, but like, I just can't imagine in the middle of the city, like, having a, a horse stable. Fee. I mean, the guy's, guy's like a, I don't know if he, what he does. He's got 160,000 Twitter followers. So, like, he's well known here, okay. right? And people just got online and assumed because he's black, he stole the horse from the police. Which is fucking racist. <laughs> I like saw tweets you... about that, like, because, you know, obviously the cops, there were cops on horseback. So I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. He actually managed to, because co- that was what people were posting. Like, oh, this dude stole this horse from the cops. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, first But apparently, all, no, it was his horse. The horses the police use are always all brown or all black. They don't have multicolored horses. And the ones they use are huge. They're very large uh, male uh, castrated horses, right? Because they want to intimidate you with them. And if, if push come to shove, they'll trample you with those horses, which the horses don't want to do. Like, if you watch a horse in a crowd, it will do anything possible to not hit a person. Yeah. Well, that's why they right? put those blinders on them so they don't fully know what they're doing. Like, you know, they can't see around them. Right. They're, they're disoriented. So this guy's horse was, you know, a year lean is anything up to two years, right? And it was small. And it was, like, half brown and half white, right? And it was definitely a filly. And it loved to run. Like, he never stopped <laughs> running. He was constantly just, like, running up and running down the crowd. And people would get out of the way. And the horse, you know, he, you know, obviously, like, if a guy, if a random person just stole a horse, that horse would not react well to it. The horse has to know you, right? It's not just going to be fine with any random person stealing it. Um, yeah. And, you know, and clearly, like, this, this guy knows how to handle a horse, Random person doesn't know how to ride a fucking horse, let alone uh, pivot it through a crowd and turn this way and that. So this this lie or this this racist myth that he had stolen it got online so much, unfortunately, that people found his car 
and vandalized his car. They spray painted "Bring Back the Horse, Bitch," because they thought he'd Who actually. Who the fuck would that do that? What a fuck! What a bunch of fucking, fucking cop maga lovers! Idiots. My God, Somebody, exactly, exactly. And but just the fact that people made that assumption in the first place shows how fucking racist people are. Even people that like support the protest were like, "Oh, that's awesome! He stole a horse." It's like, why well, would look, you fucking look, think that? To be why fair, would you think that in the first if you place, literally though? see a video where somebody says, "Yo, this guy stole this horse." Why wouldn't you think that? Like, it, it probably started with one or two people. Why would I think they would know? Why would I... I would just immediately assume, like, that's his horse. Why would I think that's not his horse? Someone shows up on a horse, I think, okay, he didn't pull that horse out of thin air, right? And it's clearly not a Maybe police they, horse. I Well, I assume people are reporting on Twitter, like, oh, I just saw this happen. Like, so if somebody's... I, I think the tweet was to I don't the effect of, like, yo, this guy... Like that. I don't believe anything people say like that shit. No. And I was there. Like, I'm, I'm fucking there watching this happen live, right? I'm not reading rumors on Twitter. I'm there filming the shit that's going down, right? And this guy shows up with a horse that's clearly not a police horse. I think, wow, how fucking awesome is this that we've got our own cavalry, right? Because the reason why you have horses is because you're up higher and you can, you know, basically plow through a crowd and knock people. I mean, this is this is like Game of Thrones shit. Like, why do you have the cavalry? Because you can kick everyone's ass on a horse, right? So when the police are all, you know, gonna try to rush the crowd, and you've got a horse in the middle of it, like they can't. Like that's an option. They're not gonna run them. up to a horse. That, exactly. That horse could fucking kill them. <laughs> exactly. So man, every time he like would would run that horse up towards the police, people just started going crazy. People just started fucking cheering. And there was dudes there on like ATVs and motorcycles that were like revving their engine, being loud and just trying to be obnoxious. And it's like no one gave a shit about those people. Like we cared about that fucking guy on that fucking horse. Yeah, no, it, it was it was really cool. It was just a really just amazing visual. Um, hopefully, hopefully we see more of that at the protest because I know people like in in you know places like Texas. There's probably a, a higher population of. People that have access to horses who can do that shit. Equestrian Americans. Equisapiens. Yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> from uh, fucking, sorry, to uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that that that's that'll be the next thing is we'll just have the horse people show up and then then we'll shit will really pop <laughs> right. off. That'll be um, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. <laughs> so just so, real quick, I, yeah. I wanted to also uh, get this out here. Um, you know, for for the people, for the naysayers that are still just like peaceful protest. I don't looting and rioting. I don't I don't feel comfortable. Uh, just just want to remind people why people are rioting and looting. It's because people are being executed. It's because people are being lynched, and the people that are being lynched are black people, right? It is overwhelmingly. So, right. But I want to remind people some of the reasons that white people have rioted, right? And, you know, if you think that, you know, rioting over lynching is, is bad, let's just, you know, have some perspective here. Because white people have, have rioted because uh, their sports teams lost. They've also rioted <laughs> because their sports team won, <laughs> they rioted because their sports coach left to coach somewhere else. They rioted because they were told they couldn't party anymore. They rioted because of pumpkins. They rioted because they don't like straw hats. They rioted because they loved surfing. They rioted at Woodstock. 
They rioted because of Cabbage Patch Kids. They rioted because they hated disco. They rioted because they didn't want black kids in their school. They rioted because they didn't want black businesses succeeding. And they rioted because their sports coach was fired for covering up child molestation. Yeah, that that about sums it up. Also, they rioted like three, four weeks ago because they couldn't get haircuts. So, you know, just (laughs) couldn't get their nails done. Oh, my God. Seriously, people are rioting right now because of 400 years of white supremacy and you had white people uh, showing up with machine guns to state capitals to overtake them because they couldn't last six weeks of watching Netflix because of (laughs) fucking quarantine. Yeah, that was too much for them. Um, Yeah, you know, just ridiculous. Um, Just a couple other things I wanted to highlight real quick. Uh, New York is fucking insane i think you know uh, the the reactions from cops nationwide have have been atrocious but the nypd are the biggest group of fucking fascist thug you know gang members that you'll ever come across and it's just unbelievable to me there's video that people caught the other day of uh an nypd cop uh driving into a crowd because they blocked his path when there was nobody behind the car uh, but he's a cop and he's like, well, it's my, I, that I have my, I'm the cop. I have the right to do whatever I want. I want to go this way. I'm not going to back up. So he fucking starts to drive through this crowd, literally runs some people over. It doesn't, you know, kill anyone because he didn't keep going, but he could have, uh, severely maimed somebody the way he, you know, started to drive through this crowd. Is that the one where somebody gets knocked over and he almost, yeah, drives almost, over them and he almost runs over them? Yeah. 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 And yeah. fucking de Blasio totally lies about it in the press conference and was like, Oh, well, you know, they surrounded his car. He had nothing else he could do. And, you know, I just want to, I don't think anyone's fucking veneer of, of, you know, their image as a politician has come more undone than Bill de Blasio during this situation. Cause he has just been the biggest fucking bootlicker. They arrested and doxed his fucking daughter who got arrested in one of these protests. And he's still defending cops. It's fucking unreal. The, the, the level of fucking simp behavior from Bill de Blasio during this uh, situation, it, it's really pathetic. They I'm still are. Why they know. released her social. They, they posted the police report, I think, which had her like date of birth and maybe her social and her address and which, you know, the address is. They don't put your social knowledge. On, a, on a police report. They don't do that. I don't know. Um, they, but they released well, all her personal info, her phone, whatever it was. Sure. Sure. Um, well, uh, you know, there was uh, in L.A. last week, too, similar thing where the police uh, decided to plow through a crowd, two different cars. People were blocking the freeway. And, you know, I mean, like there's no the only reason to try to drive your car through a crowd is to kill people, severely injure them or just antagonize the crowd. And this uh, LAPD uh, car gets surrounded as it starts pushing literally like the the bumper with that huge battering ram on the front is hitting people and pushing into them and people were about to get run over i mean like the, get knocked over and killed so people started banging on the windows and breaking the windows so then the car just fucking floors it the cop floors it and there was somebody who had sat on the hood to try to get the car to stop because the person thought well if i sit on the hood he won't take off with me on it well of course they were wrong so the cop takes off and and you you know you see it from the air uh it looks very different than on the ground you know from the air it looks like he just kind of like bumps in <clears> people <throat> from from the ground you could tell that like he was really moving at speed 
Um, yeah. And the guy tries to, who's on the hood hops off the car, but it's, it's going fast now. And his, he's got a backpack on that caught like the side mirror of the car as he hopped off and it jerks him sideways and his head hits the pavement and he's just like, bam out. And it looked like it killed him instantly. And I don't know what happened to the guy. I, I saw photos later where his whole head was bloody. I say, you know, obviously they would have called nine one one, but I don't, I don't know people who were there. Uh, I have a friend who was there and she was convinced he was dead instantly from what she saw. Um, so yeah, I mean, no, no, no regard. You don't, you don't drive a car into a, you know, uh, you don't drive a cop car into a crowd who's protesting the cops and think that you're going to be, you know, treated as a liberator. Like people are going to get pissed. You're, you're threatening their lives with that car by driving the car into the crowd. Uh, there was a fucking semi truck, semi truck driver plowed into a crowd of people the other day. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, like, on the highway because it was blocked, and he was mad that he got on after they blocked it or something, something like that. Yeah, but like, look, you don't have the right of way anymore as a driver when there is a crowd of people. Like the people, you know, have the right of way at all times, and if they're protesting, then too bad. You got to fucking you don't you don't have a right to drive a car. The only right of movement, the only right of movement you have in this country is as a pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, well, I mean, luckily he, he, you know, he got taken to jail for attempted, I don't know what they actually charged him with. I'm sure. Oh, and they fucking beat the shit out of him too. Yeah. Oh, and the video, I'm sure you saw this, the video of the, the, the guy who was, uh, allegedly defending his store with a sword. Oh Oh, God, this fucking dweeb. Man, like so, once once he dropped that sword, they that crowd fucking tuned that guy up. And him he up. was like a looked like a crumpled piece of origami laying on the <laughs> ground after like his arm was all twisted around. It's like so dude, yeah, like you, you ran just, in a crowd with his sword. What do you think? Just to give the happen? backstory on this guy, of course, this guy's story first originated with all the fucking right wing fucking Nazi sympathizers like Andy No, who spread all this misinformation, posted uh, a, a carefully edited video that just showed this guy getting the shit kicked out of him uh, by like f- ten to fifteen like black dudes, and uh, they, and and the way that it was framed was like, oh, this store owner was defending his store when a bunch of people beat the shit out of him. Turns out, number one, he wasn't a store owner. Uh, number two, he wasn't defending his, you know his store. He was defending a bar he liked. It wasn't even his bar. <laughs> Which is just really ridiculous behavior to begin with. Like, number, I'll never th- get to go drink there again. I gotta save them. Yeah. Number three, this this guy was like a he was a chud, but he's like a sophisticated chud. He's like a fucking you know, uh, you know, he's like an alt right like you know thinks he's fucking. He's not like a maga chud. He's just like an alt right you know, uh, white civilization kind of guy. But he he goes to the protest with a fucking sword and starts swinging it at people. So. What they did to him was self-defense. The second he dropped his defenses, they beat the fuck out of him to incapacitate him because he literally was there with like a sword or a machete trying to fucking cut people up for trying to attack a bar that he likes. Like it's, you know. So again, it's it's vandalism versus violence. Yeah. Right. The people are, you know, people keep keep asking me like, well, how does how does looting uh, bring back George Floyd? It's like it doesn't. But it's not about one guy, right? It's about people who have been marginalized for hundreds of years. It's about 
the current crisis we're in where we've gotten no fucking help from the government. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, people who can't afford to pay the rent right now, right, who are fucking starving, who need food. And not everything that you steal is going to be food, but like I said, you can sell shit, right? And the less things you have to spend money on that aren't food, the more money you have for food, right? So, mm-hmm. right, it's, it's, it's not okay to critique the tactics of people who have been marginalized, who have been lynched, right? It's not okay to do that. So if somebody decides, you know, hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm going to go into this CVS and I'm going to take some shit, uh, let them. Don't be a fucking narc. Don't be a snitch. Just look the other way. And people are like, well, how would you feel if you were working one of those stores and people start be like, dude, fucking go at it. I get paid shit here too. Yeah, Steal I get paid fucking you want. eight dollars an hour to come fucking exactly. you know, be miserable. All, all these all these big box stores that are closed down for the quote unquote safety of their employees, the fucking employees weren't in any danger at all. You're just using that as an excuse so you can, you know, protect your profits, protect your merchandise that you don't want stolen. But pretending that yeah. it's about the safety of your employees is fucking dog shit. Because you didn't give a shit about their health when this when this quarantine crisis started. You said, no, go back to work. Hazard pay? No, you don't get hazard pay. You make eight bucks an hour. Shut the fuck up. You're lucky we don't fire you. Yeah, and of course, you know, these corporations don't care about people's lives. They care about property. They, Like you said, they didn't close during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, which is still going on, by the way, but uh, they didn't close during that. Uh, they made people work with no extra, you know, benefits or, or hazard pay. But they'll close for this because, you know, it's their fucking their corporate property that's at risk now, not people's lives, not the human capital that they <laughs> that they own, basically. Um, I'm just I was just reading as we were talking, apparently Chris Novoselic, you know, the bass player from Nirvana, uh, praised Trump's law and order speech where he, you know, the, the fascist fucking speech he gave in the Rose Garden. Which is wow. just so beyond fucking dis. Kurt Cobain would fucking have fired him immediately if he was still alive, and/or kicked the shit out of him. But because uh, Kurt Cobain was not a I fucking hope so um, shit bag like that. Um, that's aging, really disappointing. Though, man, though, aging changes you. It's like like the, going back to breaks Batman your brain. Again. What, what's that line from Batman? You um, you die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of villains, true. I had a, I had someone tweet at me yesterday. Uh, this is just comical. I almost thought this was parody, but we were. T- I was um, tweeting back and forth with somebody about you know the the cost of all the police versus the cost of how much we spend on education, right? Because you know from from whence come crime, uh, lack of education, lack of of uh, you know opportunity, lack of resources, uh, and. You know, we've seen this over and over where, where you know, Chicago spends 40% of their entire budget on the police, right? And it's like, well, why do you need so many police? Well, because there was so much crime. It's like, well, what if you spent more on education to prevent the crime? Well, but that's, you know, and we're talking more and more about cutting budgets uh, because of because of this crisis, you know, cutting education budgets because, we, you know, teachers have been out of work for, for so long, you know? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you know, uh, you could have way more teachers and way less cops and way less crime if you just funded education more, you know. And, and this person, I, 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 this is unbelievable. This woman replied to me, uh, "Teachers are glorified babysitters. The world doesn't need more of them. Maybe more <laughs> cops would stop rioting and looting, though." 
And I'm like, what the fuck? So clearly somebody who either was homeschooled themselves or homeschools her own kids, yeah. uh, which, which is basically child abuse. And I look yeah. at her account. Her name's Sarah high spelled H E I G H. Um, <laughs> Even her name joined, <laughs> joined June, 2020. So very recent clearly has been kicked off before zero followers. And I read her bio here on her Twitter account. Proud landlord, <laughs> wife, and mother of two, market research analyst. Yep, that uh, that's about who I expected to say something like that. The first, you know, that... the first thing, you know, like proud father, proud mother. You know, okay, whatever. Proud landlord. <laughs> first thing on her fucking bio, like, oh my lord. I, landlords are the funniest people on earth. Like they should just give them their own stand-up specials. They're, they're so unintentionally funny. Um, this literally. So th- another. It reminds me of another story from from this this uh, weekend, where this guy in New York. Um, he lives on. You know, there's a lot of narrow blo- like resident in the residential areas in New York. There's a lot of narrow blocks where if cops were on both ends of it, you conceivably basically pen these people in. So this guy lived in one of these uh, th- these walk-ups, they call them, in New York, and he looks out his window, you know, he, and he's in support of the protests, obviously, but he looks out and he realizes that, like, hundreds of people have been kind of kettled into this little uh, area in front of his house with cops on either side, and they're just brutalizing them, they're tear gassing them, they're shooting them with rubber bullets, and, you know, really, like, putting their lives in danger, and he fucking invited like 70 people into his house to just like wait out the cops. And they're literally like staring out the window as these cops are like outside of his house, like demanding that they send, you know, that they send all the protesters out. But he like he protected these fucking people, which is, you know, amazing and heroic. And to let these like random people in your house just to fucking save them from being brutalized. Um, and the Washington Post of all fucking shit rag, you know, newspapers when they did a story on this, they contacted this guy's landlord who complained that he's behind on rent. He's like, yeah, you know, everyone, they literally quoted the landlord in this fucking piece. who was like, well, you know, everyone says, uh, this guy's a hero, but you know, what's heroic is, you know, paying your rent on time. You know, oh, I, have, I, saw that. I, yeah. I have bills to pay and of, I have of to course, pay Washington property Post taxes. Would contact his landlord. Yeah, they did it to Tara Reid. That, that's their fucking go-to move. Is to well, you know, you're not even character. safe in, inside your own home because that, you see, see the video of the people that were just standing on their own balcony and the police started to shoot at them for for yeah, yeah, not, for, yeah. Not, for being outside but on a balcony. The police just shot at them uh, with these, like, pellet things they had there. Um, so th- there was – you just also reminded me of the, the second uh, video clip we had um, – and this is hilarious, uh, th- this clip, even though it involves uh, actual gunfire. <laughs> uh, do you have this queued up? Yeah, yeah, let me uh, yeah. hang on. Uh, so hang on. W- what this video is, because I mean, you can hear what's happening because the woman filming is narrating. But basically, uh, this, is, this is not downtown Chicago, but it's, it's river north. So it's like north of the uh, channel of the river. Uh, that that kind of splits downtown in half. It's called it's different neighborhoods called River North, where there's a lot more very wealthy people that live in condos, you know. And this woman's filming what's happening on the street from at least twenty to twenty five stories up, so like in no danger whatsoever. But you can like hear people shouting at somebody who's looting down on the street, 
And just through, you know, like you can hear their voices are just dripping with white privilege and wealth and hatred of, of, of minorities. These luxury uh, apartments. I mean, this woman has like her, her, her outdoor like patio is like glassed in with this, like it, this apartment, there's no way this apartment is less than a million dollars. Like if you bought it. Oh yeah. I mean, river, river North and gold coast are probably the two wealthiest uh, neighborhoods in the entire state of Illinois. Um, so we'll run this clip and just, just kind of listen to her narration uh, of what's happening and then what the response from the uh, person who's looting on the street was. Uh oh, people, somebody, oh, they just threw shit off the balcony onto that car. Oh God. Oh shit. Shit. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's pretty much it, but yeah. Uh <laughs> so basically People, I, I love the woman that that yells at the looter. You're going to hell, like really, <laughs> for like petty larceny. You're going to hell, you know. Like the woman doesn't have any vested interest in whatever that guy stole down there, right? And so, yeah, you you hear this person on the street after objects are being thrown at him. Uh, he shoots up at the air, right? And 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 you know, chances of even knowing where the thing was thrown from. You know, he probably just fired randomly up in the air just to, to scare these fucking white snowflakes. And it worked, right? And those those bullets didn't hit anybody. They'll they'll be fine. But just the fact that like <laughs> you got these condo Karen's up there going, You're going to hell and the response is fucking gunfire. <laughs> just cracked me the fuck up. Honestly. The- like well, this woman in the video, she, like you said, she's like 20, 30 stories up, really high up. When when he starts shooting, she goes inside, and not only does she go inside, she closes her patio door as if that's going to somehow like protect her from the <laughs> like the bullets that are fl- like you're, you. There's no way somebody could hit you with a, a gun from that that far away. Number one, but number two, you're inside your house. Like it, he's not going to fly up to the thirtieth story and then aim in. You never like, know. You know, black people got superpowers. Yeah, so just like like I was on the street with the people doing that looting. Like I was right there. I never felt like I was in any kind of danger whatsoever, right? And I'm fucking white, right? And mm-hmm. I come home and I watch this video of these people who are 20 stories up in no danger at all who are losing their fucking minds at seeing looters. Like, oh, they're going to come in my building and they're going to eat. Like, no, they're not. They're going to they're gonna grab some shit on the ground floor and that's it. You have nothing to worry about, you fucking racists. So, yeah, it j- just complete contrast of what things were really like versus what the people living up in those ivory towers thought about everything that we were doing down there. Yeah, yeah, just really just goofy shit. Um, you know, but, you know, before we get out here, we should briefly mention also that Trump. Uh, it, to get a photo op, he, uh, you know, had his his thugs like gas a bunch of people who were congregating peacefully outside of the White House. So he literally could like walk up the block to this church and like hold a Bible up in front of it. 
Which was what was that even for? I didn't understand that. Like, what was that it's, supposed to? It's just to... a photo op. Who fucking know? He he's an but it's, idiot. He it's doesn't... not. Did we like have a religious holiday? Is it like Ash Wednesday or some? Like I, I have One no order. idea what the the, fuck. <laughs> the the best part of that though is in the video that Fox News was showing of it. Uh, so, so number one, he can't figure out how to hold the Bible. Like he he holds it up one way and then he kind of like puts it like in the crook of his hand and holds it up like. Like like he's throwing a baseball. Like he he's like never held a Bible before, or like a book before. Apparently, it's just one of those like you know, it, it, he's just an incredibly weird person in general that he just does odd things. But um, one of the reporters says, "Is that your Bible?" And he just pa- and there's like a long pause. He just goes, "It's a Bible." <laughs> and for some reason, that just fucking killed me. Like the, his delivery of it was so, it's fucking hilarious. Was so deadpan. Um, Do I look like he, I want a book? He's he's so unintentionally funny sometimes it's unbelievable. But then Pelosi, of course, in in, in her response, uh, also held up a Bible and, and then read from the Bible. So, you and know, then she we're in great hands in protest. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> tore her fucking rotator cuff trying to tear a Bible in half. Um, yeah. So that that's what we're dealing with here. That's the that's the resistance we have to this this open fascist is is idiots who are also doing you know, Christo fascist things in response. And then you have Joe Biden who was asked about how to deal with uh, people the other day. And he said that instead of shooting people in the heart, cops can just start shooting people in the legs. So that was his, his solution to the, to, to this issue uh, of police brutality oh, swear to God. is to shoot people in the legs. So shoot we're in great hands, folks. Leg hair. Yeah. Make sure to vote in November. <laughs> uh, this is, well, you know, again, again, uh, people, people question why are you rioting? Why aren't you protesting peacefully? Because peaceful protest does not get the goods. Nothing fucking changes if you don't disrupt the status quo. When people rightfully rioted, 110, 120 cities all rioted the same night after Martin Luther King was assassinated. That rioting didn't stop on day one. It went on for days. It went on for six days. And at the end of that six days. The, uh, what was it? The Voting Rights Act was passed at the end of that six days. So the notion that uh, rioting doesn't change anything. Yeah, Civil Rights Act of 1968 was passed uh, after six days of rioting following MLK's assassination. The idea that like this, this isn't leading to something, that nothing's going to actually change, is absurd. This is the only thing that changes anything. Because rioting is the only thing that people in power truly fear. Because it means they lose control. And the only way they can regain control, if people don't stop, is to make actual concessions, is to make actual change, right? And if you're a, you know, whether you're a big box store owner, big corporation, or a small business owner, they're all on on business boards, business association boards, chambers of commerce, who have extraordinary political clout, right? So if you're worried about getting looted, then, you know, small business owner, big business owner, Contact your mayor, contact your alderman, contact your city councilors and tell them we want some fucking change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, you know, I, I don't know how we're going to resolve how this is all going to resolve, but I mean, I'm sure this isn't just going to stop. Um, you know, I know today they announced that they're charging the other three officers and that the uh, first officer, the main offender, uh, officer what the fuck was his name? Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, or whatever. That that asshole um, is actually they upgraded his charge to second degree murder, which is the the right 
you know, you can't upgrade to first because first is premeditated, I, I right. believe, which meaning, you know, you actually planned it out beforehand. I mean, so. he's, he spent 10 minutes doing it. So I don't know, like, how you can say I, it I think not. I, well, legal definition, I think, is that you you plan it before you're even encountering it. So it, it just doesn't fall know, within the, the parameter. But second degree is, I think, you know, uh, intent. So that's that that's a very hefty still you know he's gonna get five years and then with good behavior he'll be out in three yeah well i don't know hopefully uh that's not the case but i guess look i mean things are so fucking nuts like they have to resolve this in a way that 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 satisfies you know people's rage because if they don't uh this shit's just gonna keep going on and that's that's the importance of these riots is to make sure that at least in this situation justice is done and maybe you know, people will think twice about acting with impunity the way they've acted, but that's never going to fully change until we completely abolish policing sure. in America as we know and it. And you know what? If this guy, you know, pulled a gun on the police and then he had been killed by the police, like there wouldn't be rioting. People would be like, okay, you know, like that's that's not it, right? But it, it's just this was this guy who's unarmed. He's already in handcuffs, and they, you know, put a, a, a knee on his neck until it collapsed his his arteries or suffocated him and or suffocated him and then after he was already dead for three minutes they you know kept kept it on right so this is you can't have a more clear-cut case of murder you know if you can't prosecute this case effectively like what are you doing what jury can watch that video and not come up with a guilty verdict yeah yeah so i mean that's going to be a really tense uh, situation until that's resolved, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, and I think that that basically does it for us this week. Um, you know, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show out. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash move left. Merch is tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Facebook is facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and as usual, I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah. See you next week. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. And not the other color so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be Selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Such a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, it can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one. Cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop ice cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform just because i'm from the cpt punk police are afraid of me huh a young nigga on the war path and when i finish it's gonna be a bloodbath of cops dying in la yo dre i got something to say
in his cap and a stash spot for the so-called law. Wishing Ren was a nigga that they never saw. Lights start flashing behind me, but they're scared of a nigga, so they makes me to blind me. But that shit don't work. I just laugh because it gives them a hint not to step in my path. But police, I'm saying fuck you, punk. Read my rights and shit. It's all junk. Punk and I'ma fuck you up. Make you think I'ma kick your ass. But drop your cat, the red's gonna blast. I'm sneaky as fuck when it comes to crime. But I'ma smoke them now and not next time. Smoke any motherfucker that sweats me. Any asshole that threatens me. I'ma sniper with a hell of a scope. Taking out a cop or two that can't cope with me. The motherfucking villain that's mad. With potential to get bad as fuck. So I'ma turn it around. Put in my clip, yo. Fuck. <laughs> 